Welcome to the Rumple and the Frog Show for Stitchers. I'm Rumple. And I'm the Frog, providing you with an enchanting escape of stitches and stories. We're so glad you've joined us for fairy tales, fiber tales, and conversation about our most favorite thing. Yarn! <laughs> all right. So in today's episode, we'll be discussing all things solstice E. I love the word. That's, <laughs> that should be a word. Um, but now, it's been do, said. Yeah. But before we do, we have to check in and yes. talk about what we're stitching. So how are you doing tonight? This Good. Tuesday night. Shocking. Shocking for our listeners. It's bum, bum, bum. We're recording in the past. <laughs> the recent uh, past. Yes. And you yeah. A little last minute this time. That's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Um, so how's your week going so far? But it, it's only Tuesday. I feel like it's Friday. Um, does that tell you how my week is? It does. It Busy. does a lot. Um, and then I'm anticipating there'll be snow days this week for mm-hmm. my daughter's school, or at least one snow day. So yeah. I'm kind of like, oh, I got to get stuff done. Because, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't do so great when I get thrown off my schedule. So <laughs> when she's home from school for a snow day, it's great. But I, I sometimes have a difficult time. Accepting like, your new yeah. reality. Yeah. yeah. It's not that I I'm not glad for that, but sometimes I'm like, this is what I was going to do today. And that's out the window. <laughs> yeah. I hear uh, you. And also um, like what's going to happen has, has the era of zoom killed the snow day anyway. Okay. So our district has come out with a policy on this, at least for this school year. And the okay. first two snow days will be traditional snow days. Okay. And then after that, they will have virtual school. Okay. That's what um, my daughter's district is doing also, but my yeah. husband's district is like no more snow days at all. Like not any. Yeah. Cause they have the capacity to, or well, we all have the capacity, I guess, to do yeah. it online. So they're going to do that. But I like the plan of sticking with them until you need them. Yeah. Like right? they've budgeted in so many and they're like, well, let's use these two. And then we still have extra days if something else happens. Right. right. And so I don't know. I like, I like that she still gets snow days. Cause I do, I do think that's nice. Like that was such a magical thing when you were a kid, at least when I was a kid, I was like snow day, snow day, snow day. Oh yeah. Snow day! <laughs> yep. Yep. And so, I remember yeah. like, uh, in the beginning of my career, when we still had phone trees, that was like the best thing ever. Oh my gosh. I and also about the phone tree. Yeah. There was the Whoa. phone tree and it was also, uh, like kind of weird too. Cause it was like, this is going to sound so strange. Cause this is how my crazy brain works. But it was like <laughs> for just a moment, it was like your colleague was like in bed with you. Cause it was so early in the morning and they'd be there. You'd get this groggy <laughs> voice and the groggy uh... voice would be like, <laughs> call the next person and you think to yourself like oh man that's that like English teacher guy that I never talked to oh my gosh yeah talking to me while I'm in my PJs (laughs) so those days are over uh yeah now what is it now I haven't done a phone tree since uh, oh yeah a long time now is it just like text message or email or what yeah phone alerts so not as fun but all right you, you know you could bring those back I bet we should. We should. <laughs> I'll call you next time there's a snow day. <laughs> and then I'll tell you to call funny. some random person. So funny. Oh, right. my goodness. 
So what what are you working on and how is your week going? I totally I was... like bombarded that. <laughs> oh, that's okay. Um, I have the same feeling this week feels hard, even though it's only Tuesday, but that's mm-hmm. just how it is sometimes. I think the, the crush of getting ready for the holidays is like a little bit on my mind. Plus yeah. also, um, you know, school wise, whenever you're coming to a natural end, things ramp up to end. Yeah. So uh, you know, like whatever the last week is always feels like the last week. So bum, bum, yeah. So that's happening, but it's all good. I haven't been able to knit as much as I would like, but I'm anticipating having lots of knitting time soon. Yay. So that is good. Yeah. yeah good. Yep. Excellent. Well, shall we discuss our common threads? Yes, we shall. Okay. You want to <laughs> go first? Sure. Go for it. What you got? I'll, I'll start with a finished object. Yay. Applause, Ready? applause. <laughs> it's awesome. trying to hold it in the whole screen there it is stella's fox stocking is done it looks great yes. so i'm gonna take a picture with her holding it because i took a picture of her holding it before it was fold mm-hmm. and this thing like covered her whole body but now look at that it's like kind of a normal size stocking <laughs> it's still a little bit oversized isn't it but it's, so it's cute. still a little big but i think for you know for a kid so I mean, fun. Why Think not? of all the things Santa can put in there. Um, Yeah. There's a lot of space in this, Santa. I love it. <laughs> That's awesome. Those so, are like... Um, I did want to tell folks who have either never fold before or are interested in it or have tried it and weren't happy with the results. This nitpicks Wool of the Andes. Uh, I used the worsted weight. It fold up beautifully. I don't know if you can really see... But yeah. the stitches are pretty much obscure now. Yep. Yeah. Um, which is the idea in part for this. Obviously, it's also to shrink it. But I'm really happy with the result. I chose to go the washing machine route. Mm-hmm. And I put it through the wash once just with like a towel and I think some other small things that I need to wash that didn't matter to go in there with here. And I took it out after the first run through and I actually, as far as like obscuring the stitches and shrinking it somewhat, I could have been done, but I wanted it smaller because it was still, I don't know. I didn't measure it, but it probably shrunk another inch, like all the way around after running it through a second time. Um, So I'm really happy with the result. It took forever to dry (laughs) I bet I bet um eventually I stuffed it with just dry towels and then after a day it still wasn't dry or not even like it was still really damp so then we just put it over we have um uh blah 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 a pellet stove Oh, yeah. So we just put it over there and it was dry in like five minutes. I was like why didn't I do that sooner? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah exactly. Uh, Oh well um Anyway, so that's that's uh, the one awesome accomplishment that I can share today that I'm really happy with. And Stella is super excited. Um, so, yeah. Do you have any – I have some other little things, but do you have any other – do you have any finished objects this week? I didn't I look have, at your list or anything. Let's see. I have a nearly finished <gasps> object. So this is called the Laurel Buttoned Cowl by Pam Grushkin. 
And it's just a very simple, yes. enormous, bulky, delicious it thing. It looks cozy. Um, so it just, you know, is oversized around your neck kind of a thing with yeah. three buttonholes and a little garter rib pattern, which I think is very attractive in this super big yarn. Yeah, it looks really nice. So I knit this up in um, Taki Yarns. It's called Nevada. And the Ooh, colorway yeah. is called Bark, which I think is just... A natural color or no it can't be because this is a blend so they must have dyed it um but this is like 70 percent virgin wool and 30 percent alpaca so it's like crazy furry maybe it's not dyed it could still yeah. be natural i wonder it's beautiful yeah it's fun um and it has awesome. a really good woolly smell to it so oh yum <laughs> i like it i love it so i just need to weave in the ends and then i splurge on a couple of really fancy buttons on etsy <gasps> let's they haven't arrived yet oh man oh, i know they haven't arrived so i'll time. have to put an update on instagram or something yeah but um yes i found this button maker i should link to that in the show notes i'll have to remind myself to do that yeah um there are wooden birds and i picked the natural <gasps> one she also um or the artisan also paints them to look kind of very rustic looking like cardinals and cool um, do you remember the the shop's name off the top of your head if not i'll we'll do the show notes and i'll check there i'm gonna have to pop it in the show notes because i can't remember no worries well yeah we'll all be anticipating that so this is squishy (laughs) and fun awesome yeah and then just the other little things i've been doing are well one i have to talk about in mystery terms Yes, I have some mystery things that I wasn't mm. even going to mention. Oh, really? <laughs> well, but since you bring it up. Yes. Well, I, I am working on a mystery project that I can't go into detail mm-hmm. because it is our holiday surprise for you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I will say one really fun, positive thing that has come out of that project is I am just reminded how awesome boldly contrasting colors are. so what you know what a wonder they are for your (laughs) knitted fabric when you really go for a bold contrast so yeah so that's something Mm. I'm having fun with too interesting I also have a mystery project that is somewhere in this room (laughs) that will not be in this room after this weekend (laughs) um and I'm not saying anything else Oh, and no I nope, because I might give it away on accident. Okay, all so, right. Yeah. Um. So I have, I have other, I have lots of finished objects. Let me see. I have these. Uh, I'll have to put it on so you Ooh, can see. Those are like gauntlet type of things. They are so beautiful. Ooh, thumb hole. Hooray for a thumb yeah. hole. They're a really dark purple these are knit and i have to double check um these are knit with actually janet's yarn yarn to inspire uh from knit and pearls and i think the colorway is playtime i don't remember the base off the top of my head though i'll have to check but anyway these are the i think they're called after midnight gauntlets oh i thought i was holding them up oops um but my mom designed these for our collaborative pattern thing we do, raw fibers co. Mm-hmm. And so these aren't available yet. These were just the test knit. And actually, these will be going to Stella for Christmas. Nice. She saw me making one. And I had it. It wasn't finished, but it was bound off. The ends were everywhere. All two of them. <laughs> 
And she's like walking around. Can I wear just this one now? It's like, no, give it back. You can have them. Or, you know, I told her she could have them, but she doesn't know I have them done now. Um, so she, like before I even finished them, she would just wear one around the house with so the ends awesome. hanging out all Perfect. around. Like, ah, I love these. When are you going to finish this? She asked me like weekly, when are you going to finish that other one? Oh, like, oh, leave me alone. <laughs> Ah, but you got a good Christmas idea out of that. Yes. So, um, so those are all done. And now I have to just do some finishing up edits on the written pattern and whoosh, that will be available. If I can get my act together, that'll be up to my mom. If it's available before the new year or not, I don't know if I will get it done before then I should, but I don't know that that's going to happen. So mom, if you listen to this, uh sorry if i don't get to those before the new year but i'm trying working on it now Um, were those in a fingering weight um i think so yeah that's a great uh stash buster project for sock yarn if you're not in the mood for socks like say me (laughs) yeah yeah this is and i you know you really can't see i don't know i shouldn't assume that you can't see it where's my camera i chose a really dark yarn color there yeah i don't know if you can see can you see the cabling it's tiny uh, cables. no i can't see it i thought that was um, just regular ribbing oh yeah now i see it it's subtle it's not like in your face cabling mm-hmm. and then there's some at the cuff oh cute um so like the cuffs on either end have some visual interest but then the center is just plain stuck in it and mm-hmm. you zoom right through um yeah they're really fun i think that was less than one skein so i don't know what the yardage is i have to find my tag i kept it i just didn't pull it out for tonight so i don't know but yeah okay. sweet yarn would work totally fine awesome that would be fun what else? yeah what else do you have there if um, well, the only other thing I was going to share this evening was I was fooling around in the dye pot this weekend mm. with cake dyeing. Mm. So I had a couple of skeins of sort of this beigey leftover worsted weight yarn that I um, cake dyed. So I got some interesting kind of tonal. Yes. We can see like the sides a little lighter with a dark center. Cool. You can see the beige that was underneath it. Oh, yeah. I really like that. Yeah. So this is just like a little partial huh. skein. And then I did, of course, my two go-to colors. I love this emerald green. Yes. It is beautiful. That's and awesome. I had magenta. So I did a little magenta. Do you have so plans you- for these? Or I was thinking maybe just combining them into some fun hats. Something fun cool. like hat because they're really vibrant colors. And then the other experiment I did, and I didn't undo this one so you could see this really looks so ugly when you first look at it <laughs> can't so wait to see it <laughs> it's, a, um, it's like a, a donut of yarn whoa I don't think that looks ugly at all <laughs> okay, I good. love it yeah um and so this pumpkin color was the color that it was okay and then I put <gasps> it in a really low immersion and like a really insane amount of like a teal dye because i wanted kind of like a black but with some well, sort of interest so to it to me it looks black 
Yeah. What does it look like on your side, though? It's really like it looks pretty black, but if you get really close, it's like the deepest forest green. Okay. Um, cool. So I just put it in super low immersion to see how far it would get into the donut. And yeah. Then, and I did two of them. So you can see this is how it ended up. Uh, I think that's awesome. Yeah. I don't I really, really know what I'll do with great. it. If I was to say be into knitting small tigers. <laughs> well, that would make a great tiger. <laughs> I was actually looking at tiger pictures today for our piece. <laughs> oh, you were? <laughs> yes, yeah, I really so, was. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Yeah. So it's neat. Oh, that is awesome. Yeah. So that was fun. I think I will do that again uh, with an undyed with a natural donut mm-hmm. and if, like a vibrant like I can imagine a big jewel tone yeah on the outside and, and try that again because it's almost like what I have hoped for with hand painting or speckling those like little yeah. runs of three four stitches and a little run of them yeah. that I wasn't getting yeah because I had too heavy of a hand or it would bleed so but this actually did it so I think that's kind of cool it is cool it's awesome yeah. I'm excited to see what you do with it and yeah. how it looks when you work up with it I have a feeling it's going to end up in a bag at your house. <laughs> well, I will make something crazy with it and it will be really fun. <laughs> oh, goodness. All right. Well, should we? Uh, is that it? I, oh, I have more, but I can be quick. Okay. Do it. All right. I desperately need mittens. So I'm putting them on. Oh, you're going to model. I am. I'm a, I'm a semi-professional hand model, don't you know? <laughs> Not at all. Oh, those are great. So these are, I don't know if you can see like yes. that line. That's cool. Yeah. These I used my own hand spun. Oh, and these are adapted from the arched gusset mittens from Curl Soho. Um, the thing that I really changed was I did a ribbed cuff instead of a non-ribbed cuff. Mm-hmm. And I didn't like the shaping that they did on their mitten top. It was more of a spirally shape. I liked the more, I kind of call it like a Scandinavian style top mitten. With the point Um, almost. Yeah. yeah. I just prefer that myself is all. So those I made out of need and I kind of hurried to get them done because it got cold. It did. (laughs) So they're really beautiful. I like the, that's first thing I noticed was the gusset. Those are really interesting. Yeah. So, um, I think in the pattern description, it talks about the love line or something or lifeline. I can't remember. And then I got thinking, oh, wouldn't it be awesome to design mittens that were like palm reading mittens? <laughs> Maybe one day if I have spare time, oh, my we'll gosh. see. That would All right. Cool. And the last thing I've been working on animals. Oh, that's, you have a whole bowl full. <laughs> I don't know if you can see very good. In there. I can. So there's all kind of critters in here. Um, this is probably my favorite one right now. Beep, boop. Cute. A little fox. But these, the ones in the bowl are, except for one, are totally done. Um, so I'm trying to like keep track and make a checklist as I complete them. Awesome. And that's, that's what I got this week. So yeah. Awesome. <laughs> that's, you've been doing a lot. You have a lot of finished objects. So that's, you've been really productive. A lot of them are good. very small. <laughs> yes, but you're kind of on a roll. No wonder you're not, you know, wanting your mojo to get messed up. Oh man, I, I know. I understand. I know. I no, understand. going to bed after midnight for me for a while. I got to get through some of this stuff. Yeah. I'm noticing it makes a real difference during the day. It sure does. <laughs> Instead no. of being like, oh my gosh. 
only three more hours. Till- I know. Well, I think it's oh. funny that we, if you were to look at our text chain, it's sometimes like the, the thing that you have asked me comes in at like 11 or 1045, which is fine. Cause I have do not disturb on, but then my response goes out to you sometimes yeah. at like 604 in the morning. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so that's the difference between us. I love it. Oh All my right. gosh. Oh, oh anyway. okay. Well, let's talk about the winter solstice. Yes. I'm excited to do this. What do you have? I saw it was a little peeking on your info. And then I was like, oh, I don't want to read this. I want her to tell me. Well, I have just a small little tidbit that I'm certain I will not do justice to be perfectly honest, but I'm still going to share, obviously. Yeah. Do it. Um. So I was curious about uh, what the Native Americans do. Neat for the solstice, if anything at all, because I actually had no idea. Um, and I stumbled upon specifically uh, what some of the Southwest or the Southwest Native American tribes do. Uh, they celebrate or participate in the, I don't, I'm not sure if I'm saying this correctly, the soil, soil mm-hmm. solstice ceremony. Um, and this includes the Hopi Zuni and Pueblo tribes. If there are others included in that, I am not aware of it. Um, Anyway, so the Soyal is also known as the Great Feast of the Winter Solstice. It's kind of a mouthful, but anyway, it's meant to uh, renew life, and it happens on December 21st. The solstice, um, the winter solstice. And this ceremony, it happens over a period of 16 days, which is, I I guess, from my understanding, the longest ceremony that these tribes um, participate in, Hmm. uh, longest duration ceremony. And it's extremely important, as you can imagine, many peoples before the technologies we had around the world, you know, they didn't necessarily understand what was happening in the skies and why the sun seemed to come and go at strange increments. And at this time of year, um, you know, the sun, as you and I know, at least depending on where you are in the world, um, on the winter solstice, it's in our hemisphere visible the shortest amount of time. I don't even know how many hours, but it's the shortest period of time that we'll see it or Mm -hmm. won't see it. (laughs) We'll see it. Um, And, you know, the sun is super important. Obviously, we all know that. But for like Native American tribes, tribes, you know, they depended on it for food and light and warmth. Um, So this ceremony, the soil ceremony, was a part of their ritual to help bring the sun back mm-hmm. so that um, they would provide offerings, do dances, um, have feasts. They would teach their children about the ceremony and the spirits um, using particularly Kachina dolls and the Kachina dances. And that actually was really probably the most fascinating thing I learned um, that there are over 400 Kachinas and at different ceremonies, not just this one in particular, but all of them, it sounds like um, the elder or adult people will bring Kachina dolls 
to teach their younger tribe members about the different spirits. And they're mm-hmm. usually very ornate, decorative um, figurines that help to explain, you know, why this spirit or God is this way and what that particular spirit or being or whatever it may be um, does for us. Like in this case, Mm -hmm. um, they're talking, they're, you know, looking to bring the sun God back. So there'll be representations of the sun God and they'll do dances um, to help entice the sun God to come back. Um, Anyway, so that's all I had, but um, just a little snippet that I thought was really cool. I would highly recommend if anybody is interested in the Kachina dolls, though, just do a quick search and you'll find some really, really amazing ornate dolls. And even the ones that they say are really like low key and not decorative. I'm just like, what? (laughs) Wow. Amazing. They're really stunning. What medium are they in? Um, I think the traditional ones, based on what I read, which I don't know if this is historically true or just this is a contemporary way, but they seem to be carved out of wood first. Mm -hmm. And then they may have other things adorning them and be painted, um, whether or not they're adding like leather or other cloth, um, but also painting different elements on them. Neat. I kind of check that out. Yeah. They're really cool. They're they're stunning. They're really beautiful objects. So yeah. anyway, so that's what I had. But I am curious to hear what you have for us. I did not look ahead. I don't know. I knew Ooh. you were talking about some stuff because you mentioned it last time. But um, I don't really know what you're talking about. <laughs> so what <laughs> do you know. have for us? I don't know what you're talking about. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Neither um, do I half the time. <laughs> Well, so when I think of the the solstice, I think of the shortest day of the year and then the celebration of the increasing length of days, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, um, you know, a send off for the hardest time of the year mm, or, yeah. you know, any kind of organized society that's dependent on agriculture and things like that. So I was thinking about how, um, you know, I, I think many people know, but in case they don't know that the Christmas holiday that we celebrate now around December 25th is really, so many of those traditions are appropriated from pagan solstice yeah. rituals and namely Saturnalia. So I did want to say a few words about Saturnalia, but before I do, um, I got to thinking about how like this time of year, I'm often buying wall calendars for the new year. Mm-hmm. It's like a, a common gift for certain members of my household and family. And I was thinking too, oh, I wonder if people realize also, or would they be interested to know some of the origin story behind the names of days of the week and the month? So I thought as long as we're in sort of calendar or cyclical solar year, I would share some of those things. Yeah. Anyway, so I don't know if you knew that, um, so the days of the week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and so on. um, Now those days, the names that we have are, well, Monday is kind of obvious, or maybe it's not. It's the moon day. Oh, that was not obvious to me. I did not know this. Oh, there you go. Mm. Well, we should start with Sunday. I don't know why I didn't start from the beginning. So Sunday is for the sun. That makes sense. Sunday <laughs> is for the moon. Okay. And then Tuesday um, in Roman times and for a long time after, and also in the Romance languages, you've probably heard of it as like Martedi or something like that if you studied Spanish or French or something like that, because it was Mars Day for the oh. god of Mars, who is the god of war. 
Um, but then it gets kind of, uh, it shifts around a little bit with Germanic and Norse gods and it gets changed to Tears Day or Tuesday, who is sort of like a, another prominent male God in those cultures. Interesting. That's how we get to Tuesday. And then Wednesday, which in, uh, you know, like Italian and Spanish and French is like Mercoledì is what I always think of in Italian (laughs) is Mercury's day who is the god same as Hermes, the messenger god. He's the god of business and trading and travel. With the little wings on his shoes. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Um, But in English, we've adopted that as Woden's day from Norse mythology. So Wednesday is actually Ah, Woden's day. Interesting. So they're all named after gods, whether they still stick with sort of their Roman origins or whether or not they've become sort of conflated also with Germanic and Norse gods too. So cool. Yeah, so Thursday is Thor's day. That, God, I Thor. mean, now yeah. that I hear it, it's never leaving my head. <laughs> yeah, now you know. And originally it was Jove's day. Jove is another name for Jupiter, which is another name for oh. Zeus. So oh. Thor being sort of like the Norse equivalent of a Zeus. Interesting. All right. Friday is used to be Venus's day. Mm. And Friday is so called because a sort of Germanic and Norse equivalent of a god of beauty, a female goddess of much renown for her everlasting beauty is Frigg. Uh, so it's Frigg's day. And some uh, people say Freya's day. That's another goddess too. Some yeah. people think it's Freya, but I think it's Frigg. I think that makes more sense. Interesting. And then, of course, Saturn. Saturday is Saturn's day. <sighs> the same Saturn. Of Saturnalia, but more on that in a minute. Yeah. So just, I don't know. That's just one of those fun facts that sometimes I'll get into that conversation with my students and they had no idea, you know? Oh, yeah. No, I didn't realize this. And if I had at some point learned it, it had totally gone away. (laughs) Yeah. It's not something you need to hang on to necessarily, right? That is so So, cool. Yeah. So those are the days of the week. And then for the months, so this I think is more, even more interesting. So the Roman calendar before it was corrected several times by the Romans and then by people <laughs> after the Romans um, is really a disaster and a half. I'm just going to say it that way. It's terrible. It's it really there's um, what's called solar drift. So because they're attempting to be on a lunar monthly cycle mm-hmm. and the solar cycle is different. Um, there's the solar drift, which creates a problem where the actual calendars are not lining up with each other. So if you're going by phases Rough of the times, moon, right, then the solar cycle is just not going to work out. Yeah. So, um, but each of the months has a interesting sort of mythological root mm. in its name also. So I thought I would share that. And then one fun feature of it is when it was corrected. So the first month, January, is named after the Roman god Janus. Because mm-hmm. he's the two-faced god. So he's said to be the opening and closing of things. So it's like January <gasps> is both the close of the year before and the opening of a new year. Oh, I like that. Yeah, it's kind of Interesting. fun. Interesting. And then February is sometimes um, associated with a Roman festival called Lupercalia, which is a weird one. But we'll talk about that some mm. other time. <laughs> um, but um it's a like pre-spring, pre-fertility ritual. It involves running yeah. around and playfully whipping. Oh yes. with like a little goat's whip. The young. Oh, I know about. There. I it's know like, about this. Okay, so you might have heard of this madness. <laughs> I anyway, love it. it's but amazing. That little, that little switchy thing they use is called the febra. Um, anyway, March is for Mars again, the god mm-hmm. of war, and it's also the time of year where, um, particularly in the Mediterranean, also is the thaw. 
So oh. and when the ground would thaw would be when um, the soldiers' campaigns would begin again after Interesting. winter quarter. So the actual marching would begin oh in March. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Cool. <laughs> I'm just like, put. I don't know. I'm putting it's it all together. I'm like, yeah, I like this. Okay. It's all, all good. Right. What's next? <laughs> uh, May. May is for Maya. Wait. Um, what about yes. April. Oh, I skipped April, duh. April Come on now. <laughs> is, uh, okay, there's a couple for April. There's a springtime ceremony in Rome called the Aprilia, but that's probably named so because of the month. Um, <laughs> and some people think that it is sort of a sort of a screwed up transliteration of Aphrodite. Hmm. Um, so that it really should have been Aphrilis, A-P-H. Mm-hmm. Um, because Aphrodite is the greek equivalent of venus okay and it would make sense for venus to be on the heels of mars because they had a hot steamy love affair by the way oh so <laughs> that could be why um and then may for maya who was the daughter of atlas and sort of an earth earth goddess type one of the originals then june is for juno mm-hmm. who is the wife and sister of jupiter which is the Roman equivalent of Zeus. So Juno is the okay. same as Hera, if you know your Greek mythology. She's right. the same. And she presides over weddings and childbirth, and there's an awful lot of weddings back then and even these days that take place in June. Yeah. And then we have the fifth. Then then it just gets really boring. Then it's what? fifth month, <laughs> sixth month, seventh, eighth, ninth, and tenth. So originally the fifth month was called Quintilis because okay. Quintus is the root word for five in Latin. All right. And then the sixth month was called sextilis mm-hmm. because of the Latin word for six. Yep. Then we have September for the seventh month. Oh, I see. That changed a lot. Yeah. <laughs> October for the eighth. Oh, that one changed too. <laughs> November for the ninth. Oh, no. I and December for going. the 10th. <laughs> right? So those got boring. They're no longer named Aww. after. But here's the thing. Ooh. It doesn't make sense, right? Because what number is the month of December? 12 right yeah. so who whose job was it to figure that one out and right and to fix it uh, <laughs> well they didn't fix it <laughs> well December is still the 12th month <laughs> yes but December means the 10th what yes but it's the 12th month it's the 12th month <laughs> in, in the corrected calendar it's the 12th month but in so the Roman they... calendar it was the 10th well, what'd they plug in there then to Aha. So remember that <laughs> fifth and sixth I was telling you about? Yes. Those are now called July and August. And they are oh, named yeah. after Julius Caesar and Augustus Caesar. Ah. Uh... Because Julius Caesar was the guy who corrected the calendar. He's like, you know what we're doing? We're sticking oh. in here. We'll name it after me. We'll stick it up in month in there. We'll name it after him. And then we'll just push everybody back by so two. So here's my question. Why didn't he put those at the tail end and keep everything <laughs> in the correct naming order? Right? I know. I mean, we would have gotten used to July being in December. I know. Isn't that funny? So now September, the seventh month is really the ninth. Oh. October, the eighth month is now the 10th. November is now the 11th and December is now the 12th. So they're all off by two. If we had been alive in those times, we would have made a much better choice of these things. We would have fixed it. We would have fixed it. You want to screwed it all up. I know. (laughs) So they, um, in Roman times before, even after this was corrected, it still wasn't perfect. And you know how we will insert a leap day every four years? Yeah. 
Um, so the Romans, what they did was they let sometimes a whole generation pass, 25 years would pass or more, and then they would insert an intercalary month. And it was always at the Whoa. end of February, they would just put a month in there and they would decide really? this month is 15 days. This month needs to be 20 days. This month didn't have a name ever. It was just, I think it was just called the intercalary month is actually what it was called. Oh my gosh. It was that called the intercalmensis. Man. It's, yeah. So if Forget during it. your lifetime. Forget it. Yeah. I'd be so screwed up. It really confused people. <laughs> so I think the average Roman didn't actually have a good sense of the date. Hmm. And when the governing bodies may or may not have been adding or inserting these months, it would really confuse them. And then, by the way, also inserting those months could, in theory, lengthen the year. Well, it does. It lengthens the year. And if the people whose job it is were elected officials, so sometimes they wanted to lengthen the year to extend their power. Oh, my gosh. So average guy like Joe Toga does not know the date or or exactly how old he is. He also doesn't know that because of the shifting nature of the calendar. That's bananas. So for all the things the Romans did contribute that are worthwhile things to talk about that they have, that we enjoy the legacy of. um, They fouled up the calendar. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And so Julius Caesar was the closest to fixing it. And then it was the Gregorian calendar even later on. um, Hmm. He corrects it even more, but yeah. Crazy. There was a mess, but now here we are. We have all those names. Half of them (sighs) are mythological. Half of them are numbers that don't make sense. And two of them memorialize uh two very famous rooms so crazy is that fun just crazy i love it just crazy <laughs> oh goodness and oh, then man. saturnalia at the very end of the month i just wanted to say briefly what is really known in roman religion to be the best of days saturnalia is really the high mm. point of the year in terms of um ceremony and celebration mm-hmm. so it, sometimes many days long could be two weeks long depending on the governing body and how long they wanted to party to be honest <laughs> Um, so it is a time for um, partying and the loosening of morals a little bit and oh. um, allowances of things that some, might not be always allowed and also the inversion of the social order. So you may have heard of some sort of Saturnalia like things where like slaves get to be the masters for the day and the masters have to be slaves. So did that really happen though? Right. I know. I don't know if that really happens, but I do think that this idea of appointing uh, the king of mischief for a day, I do think that happens, but I bet that was probably within the household. Right. Yeah. Like within the master's household, maybe the youngest child would get to be the king of mischief. And yeah, maybe so. I don't really necessarily think it was the slaves and the masters, but maybe within the family structure, there could have been some (laughs) fun role reversing. Interesting. Yeah. So they would give gifts and uh, write songs and poems. And there was often the exchange of a traditional gift where there were lots of items made of wax, Um, candles and dolls and other things. Wax was very significant in the in the ceremonies, too. And all of it was to celebrate Saturn, who is the like kind of the sower, the the really truly agricultural patriarch. I guess, Um, father even to Hera and Zeus and the first generation of Olympian gods, you know, Saturn is even there, there. Older than the gods. Older than the gods. (laughs) So um, to celebrate, you know, the return of the, of the growing season and bringing back the sun and all of that stuff. So I I think that's, that seems to be the universal between any and all cultures. Yeah. Who exist 
above the planet and not like uh underground yeah, yeah that sounded weird <laughs> but um i know what you mean yeah that seems like a universal really even today still like you know sometimes we'll say uh the days from here on out are getting longer now <laughs> you know like yeah it's a like a feeling i don't know it's really interesting but yeah anyway just cool. the sort of the cycle of it and the also the reliability of it mm-hmm. right that the dark yep. days will end and yeah there'll be light yeah. on the other side you know i think there are you know even before um the influence of christianity there are several other monotheistic cults mm-hmm. around the ancient world like there's isis cults and um other sort of mystery bacchus cults is another one Mm. um cults to the sun god and those in every one of those cases there's some sort of story Mm -hmm. surrounding them of destruction and redemption or a death and a resurrection of some kind so that was already out there yeah um, before the time of the birth of christ anyway there were already ideas about people saying rejecting um polytheistic Mm -hmm. tendencies and gravitating towards one the worship of one particular yeah god where this that was the crux of the story was second chances or mm-hmm. um, a new beginning or a new a new attempt at something yeah. um so that's kind of already that's already like a thing before uh, and that's what the solstice is right it's really the 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 death of the winter and the birth of the yeah the new year so and every day that's the the sunrise and sunset of every day is like that you know ah. so crazy yeah so it's so like embedded in the human condition it must be yeah you know for sure but anyway fun 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 <laughs> well now and i'm so glad you know that handmade monday is really handmade moon day that makes me happy i feel like i need to be knitting moons <laughs> or what about something. your rabbit and moonlit cowl i know i gotta get on that i've just been i know there's too much preoccupied me one too. of these days i'm like I'll get covered, there I'm buried oh. in yarns that are not being knit that's just how it is right now. It's okay. All right. Well, shall we forage for a little bit of fun stuff related to our theme before we wrap yes. up? Okay. We shall. All righty. So let's see. I want to see yours first. Well, I'll start with the solstice jar covers. Um, I, you know, these, so these are, oh, those are pretty lacy knit cozies essentially for, candle jars mm-hmm. or Beautiful. you know whatever jar i think the designer pictures them on mason jars and they're just really festive and light a great way to use up some bits and bobs of either lace or sock or even fingering weight yarn or heavier mm-hmm. weight yarn they probably look most delicate with the lighter weight yarn so yeah. and they're really simple looking um really pretty they're pictured with the lights off and the candle lit inside and they look really beautiful um and they are beautiful uh anyone who is looking to add some knit fanciness to their candles this is a free pattern so score <laughs> um, really pretty yeah i don't know they looked really really simple really pretty and i don't know they would make the table yeah. look so um, elegant, I think. Yeah. And yeah. I think uh, the interesting 
not interesting thing. The neat thing with that kind of a cover is that it adds to the ambiance. Yes, ambiance. Awesome. Oh, yes. What is the uh, the yarn cozy, the second one that you have there? It's exactly what it sounds like. Is it? <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's so meta. Oh, it's, it's a, a yarn cozy for yarn. <laughs> it's, yeah, exactly that. And it's really simple. I mean, it's literally a little cozy mm-hmm. or your cake of yarn. So cute. I, you know, I think you could put this around a ball of yarn for storage. Mm-hmm. Weren't aren't going to work from that ball but you could work from a cake if you're pulling from the center um and I think it's neat you know sometimes when I'm working with a cake of yarn um you know sometimes you pull on it and it's stuck in there and it goes well I don't know about you but mine will go flying over yep, oh, and then it gets all off the bed yep <laughs> bunnies and stuff and I'm like ah geez so I thought that was a really cute, clever idea and super simple. It's just a little tube for your cakes. Cute. <laughs> cute. Um, so it has nothing to do with the solstice, but I was like, I looked up yarn cozy or cozies. Yeah. And I was like, yarn cozy. Ooh. <laughs> so fun. Awesome. So, kind of, kind of fun and frivolous, but also Neat. totally usable. Um. And then this last thing I wanted to recommend, remember the Kachina dolls yeah. that I was so fond of? This Etsy shop, it's called Woven Stitch Crochet. Um, it features a whole host of Native American crochet designs. Hmm. And some of these patterns are Kachina dolls or representative of Kachina dolls. and. Neat. I just thought they were really cool. Um, and they are, you know, I guess what I read from the, the, the shop information is that all the designs are based on the traditional symbols, pictures, and ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, I thought they were really, really beautiful. I mean, I love the colors and contrast and really vibrant colors of Native American artwork in general. So mm-hmm. these are just, I'm drawn to them anyway, but I was really excited that I found this because I had talked about the Kachina dolls for the solstice discussion. So anyway, I just wanted to share that if anybody is interested in crocheting and there's a lot of rug pieces or wall pieces. Um, Neat. Or I think you could use them as blankets. But anyway. Pretty. That is – that's what I got this week. Awesome. That's neat. What do you have for us? I have – well, the first one – the first two, actually, these are brand new patterns just came out this month. Um, this Ooh. one is called solstice caps for five. So it's got wow. five sizes and That's it's by generous. Mary O'Shea. And also there's a, a, this is actually a set. You can get the mittens as well. And I oh, just cool. wanted to mention that right now until the winter solstice 2020, there's a coupon code solstice 2020 for 30% <gasps> off. Score! And you know, I had half a mind to grab this pattern because I saw that the yarn suggestion is Malabrigo Arroyo, which I happen mm-hmm. to have some. Yep. 
So that could be really fun, but I just think it's cute. Vibrant it colors, uh, sort of, you know, geometric patterns and, and these really cute beanies. Yeah. Um, so they look great. So they're really that. fun. So that one's a fun yeah. one. And Very then cool. the next one I have is also just out is called the Saturnalia yoke. It's by a guy named Tommy Schaefer. Oh, that's cool. Isn't it cool? And Ooh. it's basically, I thought you would like that one. It reminds me of your octopus thing. Yeah. Uh, but I wanted to mention this one because I think this should, this sort of trend should come into knitting hardcore if it isn't already. <laughs> um, well, first of all, let me just describe. It's a beautiful two-color work brioche. Um, mm -hmm. Basically, it's a dicky, essentially, right? It's like yeah. a, a circular yoke. It goes, has some depth that goes all the way past, you know, your sternum and over the shoulder and then has a narrower neck. So, and it's pictured um, over a t-shirt and then also pictured tucked really beautifully into a jacket. And I, yeah. I think this... You know, here's the thing. I have knit so many cowls this lifetime, like a gajillion cowls, <laughs> and they look great with a t-shirt or whatever you're wearing. And then they do yeah. get annoying when you try to button up your coat. If yeah. you don't, if you don't have exactly the right dimensions for a coat, some of that beautiful yeah. art that you're wearing really doesn't work when you go to zip up your coat. You're, you're like right. Shoving, yeah. You're shoving it in there. So I like that. Um, this is sort of like a dicky, and I wanted to mention, and I'll put it in the show notes too, that recently um arna and carlos my i love those guys <laughs> they somebody commented was oh can we see the sweater pattern for the sweaters you guys were wearing in your recent like youtube or whatever and yeah. then they had to like fess up they were like oh we're not wearing sweaters and so they showed they responded with pictures with the jackets unbuttoned and they were just these little short dicky things Aww, <laughs> yeah. but then it then it became like a thing so yeah. they, they have a pattern for something like that too i just think it's really cute yeah it is you know it's funny my mom makes things like this, uh, like a, like Dicky style mm -hmm. things. Um, and it's interesting you say like the bunching of the cowl. Cause I do that every single time in the winter when I have to go outside, I've usually have a cowl or something else on. And then I put my jacket on and I'm like, all right, how many times do I have to fold this thing up exactly. before I can? And then sometimes you can't zip your coat up, which all right. Right. How many, how, how much higher can I pull this cowl yeah. before I yeah. can zip it up? Yeah. That's, that's a really good point. That's really beautiful too. Um, and I think it's cool too, because some of the real joy of like circular yoke sweaters is the yoke. And then you're like, oh man, I got to do the body uh, and sleeves and I don't even care. <laughs> right. So now I'm thinking, oh, think of all the, it's just deeper is what it yeah. is. Deeper yeah. in the front. So it's not quite a capelet. Yeah, yep. it's halfway between a capelet and just like chucking your sweater in the unfinished <laughs> object pile. Um, so I think they're neat. It's the anyway. happy in between. Yeah. Um, so fun. Very cool. Um, and then the last one. Oh, I just wanted to show this pattern for a square, this textural pattern. It could be a blanket square. Or you could incorporate it anywhere. But it's a Barbara Walker pattern called the candle tree. Yeah. And I. So cool. It's so beautiful and it's very Saturnalia sort of mm -hmm. also Christmassy to me, this idea of like it, this tree that's made up of candle flame, like yeah. leaves. It's really beautiful. And it one and it gives me an opportunity to talk about Barbara Walker too, who is just sort of like amazing, a knitting <laughs> matriarch. But so this is in uh, a, the first volume of a treasury of knitting patterns, mm -hmm. which I think there are like more, at least four. There's a lot of, a I lot mean, of them. a shocking number. Yeah. yeah. 
but this is in the original. So if those of awesome. you, if you're one of those people who trolls around in, uh, you know, yard sales or used bookstores and you hit the craft section and you're, you're bound to find one yeah. great deal. You should grab it and don't begrudge it. It's black and white photos from when, from when it was published. Yeah. Uh, it's still, it's still well photographed and her instructions are very clear and mm -hmm. they're just really, really beautiful designs. And so this yeah. one to me felt kind of Saturnalia-esque. So, that is very cool. It's yeah. really cool. So that's all I have. So I think flowing right from that, you have a recommendation in our Curiouser and Curiouser. Yeah. It's literally just for that book that I just mentioned. <laughs> yes. So that is all. Yeah. Which so is Treasury of Maze Patterns. Um, I can't recommend it enough. We'll link to it in the show notes. And then uh, when you pop on Amazon, you can see the other volumes too. But I know now I'm like, how many are there? But I'm not going to get distracted that much. Yeah. I'll, we'll Definitely, look later. <laughs> it has the feeling of being ever so slightly dated the way that it's printed up now because um but i think that it's just in the canon of new yeah. sources that you should have on your bookshelf so as yeah. much as we love all of those those new ones um glossy full color yeah you gotta have at least one or two barbara walker books too yeah i agree bookshelf. with you so i want to make amazing. sure we said we said that anyway yeah. well rumple do you want to give some reminders about our instagram presents coming up in the next couple of days yay we're yes or that we're gonna try <laughs> thank to be you better. for the reminder <laughs> sure um yeah so we as usual will always put up the show notes but um we're gonna do something a little different this week so show notes will be there but pictures will come later we're gonna put pictures on instagram first <laughs> And then they will magically appear they will. into the show notes on our website, which if you're not familiar with it, it's uh, rumpleinthefrog.com. Um, and then, so check Instagram. If you're following us there, we're at rumpleinthefrog. Um, we'll share photos of the projects we're working on that we talked about in this episode. And what else? We're also on Ravelry. Mm -hmm. You can find us, our group there, Rumple and the Frog. And we have an email newsletter that mm -hmm. we send out. Every time we publish an episode, we send out the newsletter. And I think that's, am I missing something? I don't think so. Okay. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe, um, maybe the last thing we'll add is that, um, next week is, I can't mm -hmm. believe it, but it already, next week <laughs> already includes, uh, Christmas Eve and Christmas for those of you that celebrate. So we are going to do a micro mini cast, a very mini, mini cast <laughs> next week as we, uh, ourselves are getting ready to, um, spend some time with our families and kind of wind things down towards the end of yes. the year here. But, um, but I think it'll be a good one. I think you should tune in. We're just going to do a quick unboxing because we are going to exchange our holiday gifts, our mystery holiday gifts for each other, um, for which there were rules that we rolled out. Yes. Um, Last episode or sometime. Yeah. <laughs> so um, that we will be recording live our gift exchange uh, for next week as our little brief, little brief episode to stay connected to you all. Yeah. The holidays. So look forward Yay. to it. But I guess then I think that's it. So it's so long for now, right? Yeah, I think so. Awesome. It's time for us to return to the woods to forge some more. 
But we'll be back soon with more stories and more stitching. Until we meet again. Happy, Happy stitching. stitching.